This is a Media 8 production. This is an explicit podcast. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them about the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward and while some of them may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius because the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Welcome to the Crazy Ones Podcast. We've got a very special co-umpire with me this week, Mr. Mark Henderson. Uh, this bloke, I met him because he came in looking to uh, sell us some mortgages, I believe. He's a national property research and property advisor. He was specialising in assisting investors with all levels of experience building wealth through strategic portfolio planning. He's a specialist in assisting investors create wealth through property. He's assisted hundreds of investors through many transactions whilst always ensuring clear communication and beneficial outcome. Bet you can't guess where I got that from. LinkedIn. Now he's actually the CEO of Saver, Saver, S-A-V-R dot online. He's a CEO and specialist personal finance investment advisor and he's an entrepreneur and he's a good mate. Tim O'Shea, welcome aboard, buddy. Pleasure to be here. Thank Did you, you like much. that intro? It was impressive. I <laughs> wanted to talk to me after hearing it. I didn't even realise it was me. There you go. Sensational. Mate, I looked at the photo on the website at S-A-V-R dot online and you've got hair. And now I'm looking at you and you're bald as a bowling ball. Uh, the stresses of trying to deal with personal finance on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, fair point too. Mate, what's Saver Online? Give, give us your 30-second pitch. What is it? Look, we've uh, built a, a mobile-based personal savings app to help people to get ahead financially. Um, we do that in two ways. The first way is to simply help people save more money out of their day-to-day budget. And Always good. What we've found is that uh, a fairly large portion of people, better than 50%, are pretty much living week to week, both here and in the US. It's a it's a pretty widespread problem. So uh, we built an app that you can link up to your day-to-day bank account and it'll round your transactions up to the nearest dollar and save your change, just like the old center console of the car or the jam jar at home. You should have called it console. <laughs> hey? But what a great idea. That's sensational. What a great idea. So if I'm going to go and buy something, say, for uh, $3.00, 30, you put that 70 cents, you're up to that. And where's the 70 cents go? It'll round off to $4 and we'll take the 70 cents and we'll put it in a separate savings account, somewhere that you're not touching it day to day, you don't have a card linked to it, so you're not tempted to spend it. Yep. We also offer our users in Australia and the US the ability to turn it into Bitcoin. Sensational. I'm in. Love my Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Tim. Love my Bitcoin. We've we've found a lot of people are really uh, interested in the space, but they're scared of it. It's volatile and, and they're probably right to be pretty cautious. So for a lot of people, the rounded off component of what we're talking about will be about seventy to eighty dollars a month, which you know over the course of a year can add up to some more gifts at Christmas time, pay the car rego, take care of the insurance. Um, but if you're investing in something like Bitcoin, which is really a very early and emerging technology, sensation, uh, that small amount of money has the ability to turn into something that can significantly improve your financial well-being. I, and we, uh, I called it, was it last week or the last week before week, I called yeah. it? Bitcoin to be $100,000 a coin within five years. Oh, I'll fully support that. I think there's a lot of arguments for why that will be the case. And, and we're up uh, 0.12% today. Yeah, today was a bad day to get into Bitcoin. Bitcoin, uh, you could have put your house on shorting Bitcoin this morning. Yep. Uh, they just had a, 
a forking of the coin, so it's, it's split into two yet again. Oh, they split already, have they, Tim? That, that, that's forked night, people yeah, off to the early hours. We did um, my IBM, also at Microsoft, the splits when I was trading options and things. Great, and I'm absolutely convinced. I haven't got any Bitcoin, but I'm absolutely convinced it'll run back up because investor psychology. Has. Yeah, look, it, it has its, its short terms ups and downs, but uh, in January this year, it was a thousand dollars a coin. Yeah, way too overpriced. A thousand dollars a coin. Uh, everybody so said it. Everyone yeah. said it. Yeah. Oh, why would you do that? The economists around the place are pretty good. They predicted the last eleven out of three economic downturns. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of naysayers, but it it is something that bears uh, a lot of attention, and we will definitely not be going anywhere. In a, no, exactly, mate. Exactly. So I love the idea of saver, but are you going to be like these other banks and then charge me ridiculous amounts of money to get access to my own money? No, the 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 idea of uh, having to pay money to access your own money is a little bit antiquated. It's insane. <laughs> the, it's uh, a good model. The the Australian banks are a little bit slow moving, um, and and I think the unfortunate reality is a lot of Australians don't realise how far behind we are because they don't have the luxury of getting into other markets and understanding it. Absolutely. So, Recently, the, the media has announced that Australian banks or the top 30 banks in Australia will move to the NPP platform next January, they're shooting for, which pretty much just means that now, as, as for all their good graces, they've allowed me to send you some money instantly rather than waiting. I get it tonight. Well, hey, Western um, Union. And everybody that I've spoken to in Australia is like, oh, my God, that's amazing. You know, what a time to be alive. We're living <laughs> in the future. But the reality is that technology has existed and been commonplace in America and Europe for years and years. I, mean, I reckon nearly 20 years. Yeah. They have to be close. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We're, we're in an environment where, for, for a very large extent, we're quite held back with regards to access to that technology. Oh, I, I love the fact that the, uh, the Commonwealth Bank at the moment, their new big advertising campaign is, hey, we're not going to charge you if you use our ATM. Oh, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> It's like, oh, my God, thanks so much. I'm going to use you. Christmas came all at once for Australians. Oh, mate, unbelievable. But that's part of a a myth or a big lie because people haven't been exposed to anything else. Anyone who's lived overseas has seen all these services and yet 98% of Australians don't realise that these things actually exist and they were actually almost gracious to accept which is just a fast And 98% of Australians don't realise that they've actually got a choice to change either or they just couldn't be asked changing. Yeah, yeah. So they, they sit there and they keep going on. So, okay, I've got my saver account. I've saved my 70 cents every every transaction or, or whatever that rolls up to be. I've got my 800 bucks a month or whatever I've, I've decided to save. So what do I do? I'm not going to buy Bitcoin. How do I get my money? Well, there's two schools of thought in trying to help people to get ahead with this type of a platform. Um, there's, there's other products in the market, other apps in the marketplace that will allow you to round off your transactions and, for example, invest the money. Yep. Um, the trouble with that is um, micro-investing is something that by and large really serves one purpose and that's to make the user feel better that they've taken some proactive step. The reality coming from the investment and banking space is that investing 70 cents into a, a managed portfolio of shares <laughs> at 4% return is not going to change your life. No. What we've done is taken a different approach. Uh, the app's free to use. Uh, depending on the platform that you're, you're using to move the money, you may get a, a $0.10 cent transaction fee when your, your money's moved across. Yep. But it's free to download. And we've taken the approach of trying to help people to be more intelligent and obtain benefits via a community of users in terms of discounts on things they already need to part money with. Like ways for banking? Well, almost like a Groupon-style environment where... Okay. As our user base grows, we'll be able to save people money on fuel. We'll be able to save money on groceries. We'll be able to save them money on travel and transport. 
And for someone to invest $500 over the course of the year via that rounding, um, if we can save them $100 over the course of the year, they've effectively got a 20% benefit. 100%. Which is considerably 20%. more than they're likely to see from a share portfolio or something more traditional. And our user base is primarily millennials, 25 to just under 40 years old. Yep. Traditional methods don't resonate with, with our users. They're not interested in the slow-moving 25 years, put your 9% of your, your pay away in super type of an investment. Rounding. Yeah, journey. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not the journey they're interested in. So, Well, everything's instant now, isn't it? Like you, You're not going to go and stay in the same mortgage with the same bank in the same house for the next 30 years these days. Everything's like instant. They don't, they don't, Australia Post, what they nearly went bust a couple of years ago because um, no one was sending letters. <laughs> and now they've become a parcel they're, service they're, and they've, they've actually made to, uh, ten, 10 days on their service levels for, yeah. for just a normal stamp on an envelope. You're waiting around 10 days. To when get was the last time you sent an envelope with a stamp on it? It doesn't happen. Mark? It doesn't no. happen a great deal. No, that'd be about right. 75-year-old yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, but other than internationally, locally, realistically. Nah, never. Uh, the only thing um, that we send as a family is when my missus does online shopping and sends back the stuff she doesn't like, yeah. and that's prepaid, so it doesn't cost us anything. It, it, oh, hang on. No, there was one. We all did it. Australian government paid $122 million oh, yeah. for it, and that was that wonderful survey. That doesn't count. Why doesn't that count? That was absurd in itself. Yeah. I mean, they've spent how many millions to develop on my gov platform? Oh, no. <laughs> and... Uh, and just add a tick box well, do you know what? I could actually go on Facebook now and by the time we finish this conversation in about three or four minutes, I could actually put a survey out that could reach a million people all around the world and ask that question and you'd have responses instantly. So the thing is, there's technology there, but they don't use this. Shit. Well, they, they go to the old, the old tipping point thing around validity and safety of information. Hundred percent. Right? Who brutal. the hell's going to go and want to skew that other than some moronic no voter? Um, and they're going to be exposed really quickly because of the technology. And well, for my money, the MyGov platform was obvious. Yeah, I mean, they've developed there. that platform and they've done their best to try and encourage people to migrate into using it. Yeah. Here's a perfect example to get non-registered voters on the platform, to get everybody Absolutely. in there. And, I mean, you've got Medicare, you've got ATO. They're, they're quite happy that if you log in, you are who you say you are and you get one one tick of the box, one vote. Yep, simple. Can't be counterfeited, can't be pinched out of your letterbox. Certainly didn't cost $122 million <laughs> and would have migrated more people on the platform they're trying to encourage you to use anyway. Yeah, no, it's insane. I am, um, and I'm not going to ramble on about this, but last night I saw a no vote campaign with this woman sitting on the screen telling me that they're now going to teach my kids in schools. The boys will have to wear dresses at least once a year and they're going to teach them about <laughs> how to kiss other boys. I'm sitting there going, you fucking what? Seriously, like you can sit there. Bold face. I don't care whether you vote yes or no. Like that, that doesn't bother me. That's entirely up to people's own opinion. But to get that shit rammed down your throat about false, it's one hundred percent false advertising. If that was me advertising something for my business that was inaccurate and one hundred percent false, I'd get sued or thrown in jail. You'd have some nasty letters from ASIC in the aforementioned um, snail mail. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd never get yeah. it. It'd take <laughs> me ten days 10 to days, get. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So, mate, I know you've uh, you, you've been in the in the uh, real estate game. You've done a bit in the real estate game. Um, I got involved because I fucking hated real estate agents. They all wore white shoes and they were they were dodgy as. I got involved because I wanted to bring back customer service. I wanted to disrupt the industry, which I was pretty proud that I did. Um, and then I got out because um, I had an opportunity to get out. Um, why why did you do it? Why why did you look at it? And and what do you think of that whole space? Well, my main involvement in real estate was always. Uh to try and help mum and dad investors to get uh, property-based investments into their lives and to use them to help 
have a more secure financial future and to be less dependent on the pension, which, you know, for 15 or 20 years from me, I just won't exist. And, you know, my own parents, they're, they're a great case study for that sort of thing. They're salt of the earth. They're lovely people. I have a fantastic relationship with them. But through lack of understanding, lack of knowledge and lack of financial savvy, um, they're, they're yet to own their own property. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they're facing an almost certain future of having some reliance on welfare. And it's not because they're bad people. It's not because they're stupid. It's, it's, it's not because they blew all their money. Um, it was simply not made available to them in an understandable way. So uh, speaking at events around Australia and overseas, my focus with, with real estate was always to try and help people to use it as a tool to get themselves into a better position. Mm-hmm. And uh, that particular niche of the industry, as I'm sure you're aware, holds a lot of uh, fairly unscrupulous operators. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, so. Nearly as bad as Mark's uh, real estate agent that he's renting his house. Yeah. yeah so Not quite. But it, yeah. it, it might sound a little bit warm and fuzzy, but my, my entry into the industry was simply based on me being able to do an ethical and decent job for people where I saw others weren't. And that's great. Well, definitely the best way to be, isn't it? And, and, and the thing is, the thing I like about that is actually you're disrupting for the right reason. And the same as with Saver and with all, all the other stuff that you've done or gone into, it's if you go in with the right intentions, it's going to succeed. Um, it's, it's that simple, really. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've got a good job, high paying, but I have, I've been on every course, I've traded options, I've had 10, owned 10 properties at one point, um, but still never had that base that I'd like. I've tried to impart to my children some, some sage advice. And people like yourself, Tim, um, yeah, hats off to you, mate. Well, I appreciate that. It's it's just, it's a shame that in, in our industry that those occurrences of decent people are so rare, but unfortunately the way that the commission structures are, the way that properties are marketed from development through to the general public, um, there's just so much money there to be made by uh, forgetting your morals and forgetting why you're doing it. But there's still money to be made, isn't there, regardless. Like when we did flip properties over 20, 15 years ago, we still made uh, more than enough money without having to rip people off. Well, that's the, that's the horrible thing. I mean, you're not talking about an industry where if you're moral and ethical, you're going to be on $36,000 a year for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, it's a profitable industry if you do the right thing. Um, the shame is that it's it can be considerably more profitable if you're doing the wrong thing. Yep. But, you know, those With the availability of information now, here's where I think the biggest shift in real estate is, is occurring and it has occurred over the past five years. You, know, you talk back to the, the 90s where you've got the property marketeers out there flogging things to everybody. Um, most people have more access to information on their smartphone while they're sitting there having these so-called facts thrown at them. They can research it, they can fact check it, they can find out if the person standing in front of them is full of it or not. Um, and so the real big operators, the people that are putting consistent runs on the board now have to be stand-up operators. They have to be telling the truth. Because it's 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 just too easy, and and the average punter is far more educated than they used to be. Uh, do you think? I would have thought for me when I was getting into Robert Kiyosaki and people like that, late nineties sort of things. Love it, man! That, that changed my life. That you would put that into the school system. Why aren't we putting these things at a really primal base level? So the people who are I was reading an article today about third generation welfare people to break out of that cycle. These are the opportunities to help those really disadvantaged people. Well, here's one of the interesting parts about what we're doing with Saver, which I, I didn't mention before, but the next generation of what we're launching as we gain traction with our adult users is a junior platform. So what we're going to do is build a second platform that's just for kids. It has no ads, no monetization. We want to give the adults the ability to, to, to pay their kids allowance and set their you know weekly chores through the app. So they can put it into the adults one and it will pop up in the kids version and their pocket money will be sent when they've done all the 
or their work. And we can gamify that a little bit to try and instill some level of financial education in the next generation. Yeah. The problem we're trying to solve with Saver is, is very prolific. Like 50% of adults in, in the US don't have $500 in cash saved. Yep. 50%. Yep. Now, that's a problem that we can help to make a bit of a dent in, but it's, it's a symptom of a, a further bigger problem, which is lack of financial education. Yep. And you'll get kids that will come out of year 12 these days and they'll know how to work out the, the, the square root of the long side of a right-angled triangle <laughs> they won't know how to fill out a tax return. They won't know what simple interest is on a car loan, which will likely be the first thing they'll run out and get yep. if the Commonwealth Bank hasn't already sent them a pre-approved credit card in the mail on the 18th and first day. So that lack of education is only going to continue that same problem unless we're trying to attack it from both ends. And I think that's really important. You have to attack it from both ends. And I think you'll find that the next – I think this current generation is a little bit stuffed, um, the millennials, but like my kids um, – Eight through fifteen at the moment, they're they're actually starting to learn a lot more. We help them obviously, but but still, there needs to be a lot more. I've got a program that I want to introduce to schools. So, you know, when you know, you know a lot of schools have got chappies, they got chaplains in schools. I actually want to put an entrepreneur in every school, so they do exactly the same as what a chappie does: be there for the kids and teach them about real life. But sits in the back of the maths classroom, and when the teacher says, oh, "And this is the square root of a triangle," and it's like, "Well, how are you going to use that in real life, champion?" And yeah. then actually, and create a lot more. Um, education-based stuff. There's a young kid that uh, I've helped mentor a little bit. His name is Taj Pabari. And Tajo Pabari is, uh, I think he's eight, he's just turned 18 actually. He started his first business at 13. He's got a mission by the time he's 21 to actually educate a million kids. And this young bloke, unbelievable. We're going to get him on Awesome Humans in the next few weeks. But Tajo has got a, uh, where he goes and actually teaches kids how to make tablets and then he teaches kids how to actually do some programming and stuff. And I think that's really important for the future because I know my kids, uh, my eight-year-old boy, the jobs are when he leaves school in like, what's that, um, 10 years, eight years, whatever it is, um, won't even be here. Like he said to my – I I said this a couple of weeks ago on on the the, uh, podcast, is that when my mum said to him, oh, you're going to be building houses like your granddad. And uh, and he goes, no, when I'm old enough, robots be building houses, Nana. And that's just so true. Like this is the way of the future. But, but yeah. the thing is like you won't have builders, you won't have accountants, you won't have lawyers, you won't have all this stuff. So we need to prepare our kids to actually live in the society they're going to actually live in. Spot on. Couldn't and, agree and I reckon it's ridiculous. Anyway, we're being really serious and that's not normally what happens on a, a ridiculous absolute But nonsense. that's a great subject. It is. It really is. And I can subject. talk about it for hours. But last question i got for you, Tim. Are you a rugby league fan? Uh, not necessarily, no. Well, that's a really bad answer for the question <laughs> I just asked you. Um, the World Cup for the Rugby League is about to start and I'm going to make a very, very bold prediction. Tonga playing the final against Australia. Please. Hey? Once again, lack of any sort no, of let me tell you what. knowledge. Let me tell you what. How's this sound for a team? You've got William Hopawade, Daniel Tupo, Michael Jennings, Conrad Hurrell, Manu Vadavai, Tamalo Lululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululululul
Yeah, of course not that confident. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Shriveled. Tim, I know we caught you downstairs. We were just walking past and said good day. Thanks for coming on. Um, I, I, I love the idea of um, that you want to change the world. I think it's a really good thing. It's something that we definitely want to do. Uh, in I'm our really own interested in the way. app. If, I can keep, if we can keep in touch, I'd no, like we'd to, love to get an update. Day to day with me. Yeah, well, we'll be uh, launching in Australia for the cryptocurrency uh, as of 30th of November. Okay. And um, How do we sign up, mate? Well, the best thing you can do at the moment because we're not in the app store is yep. to go to our website, which is www.savr.online. And uh, at the bottom of the page there, you can click to register and be part of the, the first group of users that will get the app. Okay. And Just uh, did it. Yeah. Send. I'm done. Nice. I like that. So, uh, yeah, look, we're, our goal is really just to try and help some people get ahead. Um, yep. And, you know, in doing that, we can make a really, really interesting use of automation and technology and the sort of things like a mobile phone. Everybody's got the device. It can do a lot more than just send and receive phone calls uh, if you're smart about how you Well, you're combining things. that with uh, these little amounts of change. Well, look, as we move away from, from being a cash society to a cashless society, yep. the old uh, jam jar in, on top of the fridge really loses its effect. So I've got that. We're, we do. Uh, we're trying count to move it every the third week. <laughs> 800 in Goldies. <laughs> Sensational. Are you just thinking in savour? No, mate, um, we'll get you back on and definitely we're, we're happy to help out wherever we can. And uh, and as I say, this podcast is actually going to go out to more than three people in the next couple of months. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll push that out for you and we'll uh, we'll have a chat to you further in, in well, coming I weeks. I would have thought it's a, a good, uh, maybe even monthly or something, a little routine or program, Brett. No, I'm more than happy to. And, and, happy to uh, educate people. Yeah, and, and I think it's a good idea. I, I think you've got some great ideas and you've got a great outlook on life with, uh, with this stuff. So uh, I think it's a good, um, good way forward. Thanks, gents. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Cheers. That's savr.online. Thanks, mate. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to hit us up on the social. 